Okay, let's get into this week's Parsha, Parsha's Ekev, for Tufshin Ayin Aleph. Scheduling note, next week, uh, there will not be a shear, I'll be traveling, uh, back to Eretz Yisrael, Bez Hashem, so, Baruch Hashem, we're able to do all of the weeks, except next week, Parsha's Re'eh, there will not be a shear, but, um, Bez Hashem, we will pick up again from Beit Shemesh, Parsha's Shoftim, the Wednesday of, Wednesday night Parsha's Shoftim, from Eretz Yisrael. Okay, but tonight we have Parsha's Ekev, and we will start off with a couple of thoughts on the opening pasuk of the parsha. It is because you listen. Ekev is a hard word to translate. Chazal already picked up on that. You shall guard them and do them. You do your part. Hashem will do his part. He will keep the bris and the chesed that he swore to your forefathers. So Rashi already notes, famous Rashi, quoting Chazal, what is Ekev, the language of Ekev? Im ha-mitzvos ha-kalos sh'adam dash ba'akevav tishma'un. The light mitzvos that people at least think are light, that a person literally dash. We think the word dash is from the word trample. That's how it's usually translated. Ba'akevav with his heels. Tishma'un. Listen to those mitzvos. If you even listen to those light mitzvos that people usually trample on, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu will listen. Ushmartem ba'asisem osam. Rav Yosef Nechemi Kornitzer, we haven't seen in a couple of weeks. We're going to have two of his thoughts tonight. Rav Yosef Nechemi, in source number one, quotes Rashi and says there's a deeper idea of dash, not just trampling. But we know disha in another context. Lahavin lashon disha shelo yipol ki im al hamotzi hamaachal mitoklipaso. What does disha come from? The malacha of dash. The malacha said, the malacha that we know of threshing, of grinding the, uh, not grinding, that's afterwards, but taking the grain and separating the chaff from the inside what you want, the outer shell, the outer husk, and separating that and getting that away, says of Yosef Nechemiah, that's what's going on here. Mitzvos that people are dash ba'akevav. What does that mean in this context? Nearly, kibolarames almasha harbe anashim mikaliadas. Many of us, yigzeru omer alkama mitzvahs, kiamna machiv lakaimon, achlo bechol pratosevadiktu kehen. I know there's a mitzvah to do. I have to do every single detail and every single aspect and every single nuance of the mitzvah. I'll do the mitzvah. I'll do the basics. What I have to do, I have to know every little diktuk. But Amram, Shem Ach Klipa Laha Mitzvah. Right? That's just a shell. That's just an outside. That's not really the Iker part of what Hashem wants from me. Famo Yakuzirak Bo Iker, I'll just try to get the seed. Says of Yosef Nechemia, people do dash to mitzvahs. They, they cut off the outside. They cut off what they think is the outside in the shell. It's just extra. Ach that's not what a true Yerei Shemayim does. Yerei Shemayim does every element, every aspect in the best way that he or she can. That's Adam Dash Bakevav. You have to be Ekev Tishma. You have to listen to even the mitzvahs that people are Dash, that people thresh. I think I mentioned in the past before we continue. I mentioned in the past where if Pincus gives a mushal in one of his... Uh, one of his uh, svarim, that there were, sometimes we look at davening. That was just an example. Rapigas a lot of times speaks about davening, but really applies to all mitzvahs. But he speaks about davening. So sometimes we daven and we think that, you know, we daven the yikr. The yikr parts of davening, but other parts of davening aren't as important, aren't as, you know, certain parts of karbonos, maybe certain things at the end. I could, I could run out. Do I really have to hear every yeshmei rabbah? You know, I have to, uh, you know, we always, uh, when, when it's important to stay in shul, we find times to stay in shul. But, no, Rapika says sometimes we, we cut corners. So he gives the mushal. 
He says, imagine, he says, that uh, your washing machine uh, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay. So what do we do? So most of us, hopefully, will uh, call, a, call a washing machine repairman. But he says, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it'll just, this will just motivate us. You know, we change it to our work clothes and we take out our toolkit and our, and our, uh, screwdriver and our hammer and we start opening up the, the washing machine and we get on the floor and we get under and we unscrew and we hack around there and we look inside and we look, look, everything looks good. Everything looks in place. Doesn't look to be anything wrong with me. So what do we do? After we give it a, a few knocks, we we knock we knock it, we bang it. So we screw screw everything back on. We put back the screws, we put back the cover, put everything back on, and then we close it up. And all of a sudden, after we close it up, we look on the floor and we see there are two or three screws still there. There are a couple of extra screws there. And our wife says to us, "You know, honey, what's what's with these screws? You know, aren't they uh, meant to be inside?" So one might have the defense mechanism of saying. Ah, they're extra. No, we don't, we don't. Those are really extra. You don't need those. Those are unneeded. You know, they're extra. But deep down, we know the person who built the washing machine didn't think they were extra. The person who built the whole structure, the whole the whole mechanism, thought that they were needed. But we say, ah, they're extra. We don't need them. That's davening. Davening is a perfect unit. Most written by Isaac Kresasakadola, David Amelech, going back to uh, by the Pirkei of Tehillim. So it's a perfect unit, but a lot of times we're, we're dash it, right? Where we do the malach of dash, dash ba'kevav, right? We we that's chaff, that's outside, and applies to various mitzvahs. That's just one example. So what we have to do is akef tishmuun, right? So are the mitzvahs that we that we sometimes push off and thresh off. We have to make sure that we do every element, every nuance, every aspect, we cherish and we do to the best of our abilities. And if Yosef Bechabi continues now, on line 9, For Amr Chazal, Chazal tell us about Metziah, Kola Meshana Yadol Atachtona, Alderach Drush, anyone who changes his hand is Alatachtona, he has the one that is um, has to prove that he is correct, meaning he is wrong. Vanu ma'aminim and we believe. Kikala mitzvah no mar b'torah seder akadosha. Every mitzvah shebiksav shebal peh hakol pri tayvel einayim v'tov l'maichel. Every mitzvah and every aspect of a mitzvah is delicious. Ein b'hem klipa uba umots. There's no shaft. There's no shell. V'tzricham anu l'kayim kula. We have to do it all. V'zeo sh'amar im t'kayim b'shleimus. Gam elah mitzvos. Asher adam ragel adusham t'chilav akevav. If we could even do these mitzvos that people thresh, that people dash, azai, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give you special bracha. That's, that's Rav Yosef Nechemya. Not dash milashin trampling. Dash milashin threshing from the malacha of dash. A related thought is said earlier by the Arachayim HaKadosh. Arachayim is source number two. Asks two questions on the Pasik, gives an answer which is pr- similar to what Rabbi Yosef Nechemya says. Question one is on the first word, Vihaya. Vihaya Rashi is silent on, but we know Vihaya from elsewhere is Lashin Simcha. Vihaya is Lashin Simcha. Vihaya, Vihaya is Shema Tishmu, Amitzvosai. Vihaya is always Lashin Simcha. The uh, other Lashono, similar to that, is, is Lashin uh, Vayahi, for example, is Lashin Tsa'ar. Vayahi Bimea Chashverosh. 
we've mentioned in the past the Vilna Gon, maybe it's because Vayahi takes a word that's future tense, Yehi, and makes it past, Vayahi. It takes all the dreams and, and positive natures of the future and says, no, it's all in the past, there's nothing that's going to happen new and Mechudash. Mashenkein, Vehaya takes a word of the past, Vehaya, and makes it Vehaya into the future. Okay, we've discussed that Vilna Gon in the past. But anyway, though, we know Chazal say, Vehaya is Lashen Simcha. So what's the Simcha here? Vehaya Lashen Simcha. Question number one. Question number two, Od Tzarech Ladas, line four, Omro Ekev, Velo Amar, as Chazal pick up on Ekev, what's the Ekev? Why didn't it just say, Im Tishmu'un? V'hoye Im Tishmu'un, like it says, Im Bechukosai Telechu. There's a parallel to it. So Chazal say, Dash Ba'kevav, V'zeh Derech Drash. This is a Drash. Is there any other message that we could get out of it? Says the Arachai. V'yisbayar al Derech Amram Zal, Chazal tell us, Ein V'hoye El Simcha. V'hinei. Adon Hanavim Babinam Vara Mosh Rabbeinu is telling us through his words Lahair Bamusar Naim to awaken within us Kiin La Adam Lismoach Ella Kishmar Lasos Kolash Sivashem Lasos. A person should only be happy and thrilled and totally Basimcha when they have done everything a Kurishbarh wanted. Oz Yismach Libo Vyagal Kvodo, then he could have a pure simcha. If he's lacking any mitzvah, any element of a mitzvah, then he has to ask the, ask the question, Shlomo HaMalach, asked in Kohelas, Ula Simcha, Maze Osa. He has to ask, what kind of Simcha? Is that, could I have true Simcha? That's how you read the Pasuk, says the Arachayim. Vehaya, when could you have true Simcha? Ein Vahayah Simcha, when is it? Akev Tishmun. When you have a Shmiat to the Akev, the Akev is the end. The Akev is the Gemar, the Sofa, and the Tachlis. Kederach Shematzinu Shishtam Shuchazal. Like Chazal used this in the Mishnah Sota. Ikvisa de Mashicha. What does that mean? All the way at the end when Mashiach is going to come. The Ikvisa, the Akev, the heel. Kiba Gemarzman Biyoso Yikra Ikvis. That's called Ikvis. That's Akev Tishmun. When we're finished, when we've done everything that we could do. Oz Uzmana Simcha. Vachoshalu Higielazeh. If we haven't reached that level, then we should not have simcha yet. And that's what they had to read the Pasuk. V'haya, simcha, ekev tishmon. When we've done everything. Right, Rabbi Yosef Rechem, was more of within each mitzvah. Rechem is saying, in general, all mitzvahs that we could do, ekev tishmon, we have to try to be b'simcha. And when we have that a finality, and we finish the job, then we should be b'simcha. We should be b'simcha. Pikudi Hashem Yisharim, misam chileif. Okay, that is all two, which is really one thought on the first pasuk. The other idea, just to mention, uh, I gave you in source number three. So, Bala Dasa Kanim, which which are um, a number quote, but I gave you here also from the Yagdal Torah a number of stories of the Dolan that were very mockpit about this Dasa Kanim. Dasa Kanim says on the pasuk, the first pasuk of Dashba Kevav, mitzvahs that we trample with our heel. The Dasa Kanim says, what kind of mitzvahs do people trample? See, he says, "Ve'ulai hakavana lemitzvas." Even 800 years ago, in the times of Baalei Tosfus, people were not careful about dragging their tzitzis from their talus, and therefore that's what this is allusion to. Don't drag your tzitzis. Ekev tishmun. It's a mitzvah. Tashmishe mitzvah, and therefore we can't drag it on the floor. We have to treat it with with Kavit. That's what he says. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. We have to be careful. Simon Chafalov, not to drag the tzitzis on the, on the floor. And then the Yagdal Torah quotes many that are mocked, but not only at tzitzis. If this applies to tzitzis, which is 
only not only, but it is Tashmishe Mitzvah, Kol Shekein, Kal Vachomer. This would apply to Tashmishe Kedusha, something that has inherent Kedusha, something that would would be Shamus after it is used, and that is Tefillin. Tefillin and the Ritzuos of Tefillin. The Ritzuos of Tefillin. Sometimes we are, we're not careful when we wind our Tefillin and the, it goes onto the floor or when we're putting on the Tefillin and, and uh, we're, we're putting on the Shel Rosh. The Shel Yad is not tied on our fingers yet. Sometimes we're not, we're not uh, Zahir. We're not uh, cognizant of the fact that, that the Tefillin are on the floor. The Ritzuos are on the floor. Says the Yagdo Torah, When we put on and off, take off our tefillin, we have to be careful that the ritzuos don't fall on the ground. Surely we shouldn't drag them. Even which are on the lower level of Tashmishe Mitzvah, like a shofar, like a lulav, like a menorah, Right, Tashmishe Mitzvah, Tzitzis, which is Chayfet's Mitzvah. There, the Dasa Kainim says there's an illusion in the Pasik that we should make sure not to drag them. Allah has come of a Kama, Kedusha, surely the Ratsuos, which are Tashmishe Kedusha. And he quotes from, from, uh, different Rebbes, quotes from the Chazonish, quotes from Rishomo Zalman, that even in their later years, if they would see somebody on the other side of the shul, even sometimes when we're sitting, so we're sitting the tefillin straps to hit the floor to make sure that they don't hit the floor. If to pick them up a little bit on our on our legs or wrap it in the belt or whatever one's minag is. But even he quotes from Rishon Zaman was 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 elderly. He would see a bacher on the other side of the base bedrash and the straps of his tefillin were on the floor. He used to run over and lift them up, run over and lift them up. This is this is akev tishmaun. We have to be careful about our tzitzes. We have to be careful about our about our tefillin. Okay, moving right along. <coughs> Perches Pasik Yud. Perches Pasik Yud. Last Pasik before Shani. Viachalta, Visavato, Virachta, Es Hashem Alokecha, Ashal Aretz Atova Shenasalach. Source of benching. You shall eat, you shall be satiated, you shall bless Hashem for the land which He has, which He has given you. Viachalta, Visavato, Virachta. Three thoughts related to benching. After all, this is the only mitzvah da, a bracha da araisa lekulialma. That's clearly a bracha da araisa. Berchas is a discussion in the poskim in the rishonim, but berchas berchas is for sure da araisa. So it's, it deserves some time being devoted to appreciate its essence. So let's have three thoughts on on benching. Two al derech hashkafa v'drush and one halachic discussion. So let's do drush halacha drush. So first, uh, first taara. From Rabbi Yosef Again, source number four, the second of the evening. Yosef Nechemia Kornisser asks, We know the Gemara and Brachas tells us that when we bench, we have to mention other ideas as well, not just the food. And if you focus on benching, most of benching is not about food. The beginning of it is, Hazanis Olam Kulo Betuvo, it's about general food, Hunosin Lechem Lechol Basar, we don't just say, thank you, Hashem, for the food. We, we describe in general terms how he feeds the entire universe at every bring. We feed everything. But then we branch off. The Gemara and Brachas tells us that we have to mention Eretz Yisrael, like the Pazak says, Eretz Yisrael, Malchus Beis David, Torah, And if we don't mention any of these all of these items, we're not Yotzei Benching. That's how the first couple of brachas, the first three brachas of benching got daraisa. The fourth bracha was, was added on. Uh, we just had two ba'av, added on after the, uh, the, uh, haruge beter nitzel l'kvura. But asks the Rav Yosef Nechemia, why do we have to do this? Just focus on the food. Just this is the one bracha daraisa. So you ate, v'yachalta, v'savato, v'yachta. 
What do we have to bring in all of these other items for? Okay, Eretz Yisrael. You could say, because the food comes from the land, so, and all, all, all bracha of food in the world comes, the root is from Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that could be extended. But Torah, what does Torah, what does brismila have to do with our eating? It says of Yosef Nechemia, quoting his Zayda, Beer, Zakeni Baal Chazam Sofer, Zatzal. We thank Hashem for many items in Judaism. What good would food be? Would the land be? But what good would food do us were it not for the context of our relationship with Hashem? Were it not for Torah? Were it not for Brismila? If somebody only focuses on food, or by extension, Eretz Yisrael, and does not focus on Torah, on God, on Malchus based David, our destiny, then basically he's focusing on his own needs. I have a need, God fulfilled that need, thank you for fulfilling my need. What's the purpose that we eat? What's the purpose that we have food that comes from a land? There's a danger, says of Yosef Nechemia. If we just thank Hashem, if Chazal would have left it as thank Hashem for the food, we would have, we might have come to the mistaken impression that life's about eating. So you can thank Hashem for eating. That's the goal. That's it. Alkane, that's why Chazal had a had a implant into benching that when we daven for things, whether it's food or by extension by parnasa, it's not that oh I need a parnasa, Hashem, please give me, give me, give me, give me. This is what I need. It's all in the context of I need this because I want to serve you. I need this because I'm part of the Jewish people whose destiny is Malchus based David, whose destiny is Binyan Yerushalayim, who has a focus who have a focus on Yerushalayim, on Brismila, on Torah. It's all a protection. It's all a way that Chazal could ensure that when we bench, we realize what the purpose of food is, what the purpose of Eretz Yisrael is. It's all about our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says beautifully, that's that's the pshat, that's a deeper message behind the Pasuk in Mishlei. Mesir Ozno Mishmoa Torah Gam Tfilaso Toeva. Literally, if somebody removes his ear from hearing Torah, his tefillah is an abomination. What does that mean? He doesn't. What, what, what's the, the connection between Torah and tefillah? If somebody doesn't listen to Torah, his tefillah is, is wrong. Ki be'emes bracha. What right do I have to ask Hashem for things? Give me parnasa. Give me bracha. What is it? Only. I only have that right to speak to the king if it's all about the covet of the king. If I'm working for him, I need certain materials to be able to serve you better. 
That's the Pasik. Meser Ozno, if you don't listen to Torah, Meser Ozno Bishwa Torah, if you don't focus on Torah and our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Gan Filoso. My Tfilo, which I'm asking for my needs, that's a Toeva. If I have the connection to Torah, and Brismila, and Malchus Beis David, and Ben Yerushalayim, in that context, so then, my tefillah is beautiful. But without that, it's like yivakish hav hav kakal, it's like a dog, saying, I have gimme gimme, im lo kimi menu yikach l'avodas Hashem, it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have to realize, that's what benching's about, that's why. Uh, the question that has bothered many, why do, why do all these themes make it into benching, this is exactly why. Because when we bench, we have to make sure it's in a context. We have to make sure we realize that the food is a means. We don't live to eat, we eat to live and serve HaKadosh Baruch. Number one about benching. Number two. Fascinating discussion of the post-gim, a halachic discussion. Right? There's no real, not going to be a real answer to this, but it's just to bring up, uh, uh, perk our, our, uh, our inquisitive halachic minds to a question that Rabbi Kideager deals with and Rabbi Pesach deals with. And that's as follows. If you look at source number five, this is summarized in the Kamosi Shalom Rav on this Pasuk of Benching. Reb Kivager has the following suffix. Top line. Picture the scene. A boy is going to be bar mitzvahed in an hour. One hour till he turns bar mitzvahed. We lower like grow by poskim that say right when you hit the day. You don't go by ace la ace. You don't need exactly 24 hour periods from the moment he was born. You go by the date. The date. So let's say it's half an hour before he is bar mitzvah, half an hour before Shkia. And what does he do? He eats a uh, full meal and he is satiated from that meal. And then he turns bar mitzvah. The food has not digested yet. When he was a cut, then we know he had to do mitzvahs midrabanan. When he's a god, now he has chayv and Mrs. So now he's full. He did the act of eating when he was a katan. But now he's satiated as a gadol. He's still satiated from the act that he did that he was a katan. Kivan sha'ato, kvar gadol. Ube me'av yishmazon shadayin lo nesachel. Right now he's a gadol. There is food in his digestive tract that has not digested. So should he have to bench do'oraisa for an act that he did when he was a katan? Oh, what do we say? Since the eating was done when he was a katan, So, so far, okay, he has to bench Daraisa Durabanan. That's Kivigir Safik. But based on this, you might say, oh, let him bench anyway. But what about this case? What happens if he benched already? What if he benched when he was a katan? He ate a meal, he benched, and then he turned to gadol. So now what are you going to say? Ye alayna lavarer, ma ye adin biyach berchas hamazon, kodem alayla, ha'im brachazuz yabir kasher od haya katan, yuchol lifters chiyuvah anokachichu daraisa. So here he benched already. Is he going to have to bench again? Because he only benched to fulfill the chiyuv darabanan. Again, this relates to the, this parallel discussion comes up in Sphira Saomer, comes up elsewhere. If a child bet, uh, counted sphere when he was a katan, what about when he was a gadol? But this was the suffix. This was the suffix of Kiveager. Is he chayev daraisa or not? And by extension, one could ask, even if he benched already, would he have to bench again because he only pottered the chayev darabanan? He quotes there, Rabbi Kiveager Mosif, that his son-in-law showed him that the chachmas adam, 
Baal Chai Adam, the Mechutin and Talmud of the Grah, had a similar idea. He said, oh, I can't find your Shaila, Shver, right? His, uh, he showed his, his father-in-law. But what about the following case? Line 12. Legabi Adam She'achal Kasher Hayaonein. Let's say somebody ate when they were in a state of Aninus, before burial took place. When they're Usr, we pasken to do mitzvahs. No brachis. Let's say, I don't know, could come up that, uh, that, uh, Oninim are, uh, Aninus, they're, they're totally starving, they don't eat, they don't take care of themselves, are finally in the cart of the cemetery, so they finally get to eat a sandwich. That's the only time they have to, to calm down and, and, and quiet. So they eat a sandwich on the way to the, in the car, on the way to the cemetery. They get to the cemetery, the kfur takes place, and after, after the kfur, they're still full. They're still full, so what do you do there? So similar, at the time, there's a difference between the time of the Maisa Achila and the time of the feeling of satiation. So what does the Chachmas Adam say? He was an Onein. And then there was Kfuris Hames. Does he have to make a bracha? That's the Chachmas Adam's discussion. He has that Safik. So says Rebbe Kiveger, I don't think you could uh, compare the two cases. Ulam, Rebbe Kiveger, Machalik. There are two differences. There's a difference. In the case of Aninus, Shechiyuvo Nimshach Mitchilas Achilav Alachar Icho really is Mechuyev. Ela Shebizmano Aninus Shazayu Osig B'Mitzvah Pater Milavarech. His Mechuyev to bench is just that there's an overriding uh, state that overtakes his Chiva benching. Well, what is that? That's Meso Mutolafanov, and that at root is Osig B'Mitzvah. So he's Osig B'Mitzvah. But the second, says Rabbi Kiveger, that the mitzvah disappears, so then he has to fulfill his chiv. I would say, says Rabbi Kiveger, when it comes to Aninus, I think that right when Aninus is over, he has to bench. But when it comes to a katan, there's a reyasa, there's a problem in the mice itself. The person himself wasn't a wasn't a at the time that he ate. So he's not chayv. So that's why Rabbi Kivager says, I don't think you can compare the two cases of Aninus and the case of of being a kata. Finally, the last. Hosafa to this, and again, it's a nice question to ask at the Shabbos table. The Elo Agonor of Si Pesach Frank, Si Pesach and the Hart Svi, quotes the sources on the bottom, has the following suffix, a little different. What happens if somebody ate just under satiation when he was a kata? And then he became a gadol and ate the last bit that put him over the top that brought the state of Svia. Is he Chayiv Daraiser Durabanan in benching? Because here, even it split the Misa, but he didn't do a Misa Achila Shel Sevilla when he was a Gadol. Or did he? Right, he did what put him over the top. So what is it? Hava Ha'im, in the words of Rasi Pesach, Ha'im Iker Tali Bashir Achila Sevilla. Do you go by the Shir and the state the person is in? Ulafizeh. I'm sorry, the Maisa. Do you go by the act of eating, and he did not eat an amount of Svia when he was a Gadol? But if the Iker is the Totsah, the result, we need to say, He became a Bar Svia 
He came satiated when he was a gadol. And he would have to bench Daraisa. And he assumes that because Rebbe Kveger and the others were not bothered by this question, it must be raya by omission that in this case is for sure chayiv Daraisa. That's what the hearts the hearts he assumes that because Rebbe Kveger and the and the others were only bothered by the first case, where he ate fully when he was a katan, and now he's just in the state of gadol. It must be if he ate a little bit when he was a gadol, it would for sure be chayiv Daraisa. Anyway, interesting cases that might come up. Uh, when a person, maybe it's a nice uh, bar misup shetel, if anybody's, uh, needs a bar misup shetel, uh, in these coming uh, weeks right here, the discussion of benching, basically, be use any parsha, because the bar misup book could start off and say, in a couple of minutes, we're about to bench, let me say something on benching. Okay. Wonderful. So that is number two. Let's get to the third idea related to benching, and that is a Sefer HaChinuch. This is a major thesis, a major essay by the Chinuch, quoted by many others after him, but this is the Chinuch on the Mitzvah of benching, in Mitzvah 430, Mitzvah Toph Lamed. By the way, the Mitzvah Shir, hopefully we'll start up again when I get back to Eretz Yisrael after a couple of days. Um, those who are listed to the Mitzvah Shir, we're in the 150s, and by the Shem, we will pick up with it five days a week um, in a couple of weeks, right after we get back to Eretz Yisrael. Mishar Mitzvah says the Sefer Chedek Rebbe 6, Hakdama. This is going to be, he writes this on benching, but really this is a message about all brachos. How we are supposed to understand brachos. Hakdama. Says the Chinuch, Halo hi gadati lecha bini b'mashakadam. Let me tell you, my son. What do you mean, my son? So it's come. It's, it's been noted that the Sefer Chinuch wrote his Sefer for his son, for his son to learn with his friends on Friday night. That's why he wrote the Sefer. Baruch Hashem, he wrote for his teen, for his, for his uh, young son. Baruch Hashem, we are the beneficiaries of the Sefer that he wrote for his son. So that's why he writes many times bini. It's not just a, a language of affection for any Jew reading it, but it's literally his son. I've already told you. Everything is Hashem's. He is all good, all wise, all able, all blessed. A person's speech or action cannot change God. God is immutable and he's unchanging. So ask the Chinuch, what does it mean when we make a bracha? Baruch Ata Hashem. What does that mean? Blessed are you Hashem, we're blessing him? Like you go to somebody to get a bracha? What does that mean? O Yisbarach. Or we say Yisbarach, he should be blessed. What does that mean, he should be blessed? We're giving him a bracha? Don't think that it means what? Some do. God cannot, you don't add on, God cannot be added on to. There's no Tosefes. Hashem Echad. Kihu Adon Alakov Alabrachas. Hu Mechadish Osan. Hu Mamtsion Meayin. Hu Mashpia Me Shevarav. He's the source of Brachas. So how can we see that we're giving him a Bracha? So what are we supposed to be thinking? We do it a hundred times a day. We say the words. What is supposed to be our kavana? Halavai, we should have kavana by some of them. But what are we supposed to be thinking about? What does it mean? Baruch Hashem. Right? And says the chinuch, I am awakening the question. Obviously, there's a lot here that we will never understand. But, because I've heard from great wise people, and if the Chinuch is calling them Chachamim, they must be really Chachamim. Yes. There are many secrets here. 
But let me explain basically what I could under what could I what I can explain. I just want to find a little reason. You know, you might say it's better for me not to say anything. I better not start. I can't help myself. The love of trying to understand Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, I have to try to give it a shot. So here we go. Hashem created everything, and He does everything. And He made man ruler over all the other Brias on the land. And Hashem is the ultimate in good and giving good, in native. Hashem's only wish is that we are ra'ui. We make ourselves a clay keeple in order to be zoche to get his bracha. This is part of God's perfection. The ultimate, perfect, complete individual or being. The ultimate in perfection is someone who gives to others and is good to others. Anybody who works, who lives for themselves is not a, is not a shalem. A shalem is someone who gives out. Says the Chinuch, the ultimate, the ultimate Shalim then is HaKadosh Baruch Because his whole existence is native. The whole creation of the world was native. So what is a bracha? The bracha is for us to remember and realize that fact. That he is the source of all bracha. He is the source of any bracha of us. So it's just the opposite of what we might think. Baruch HaDashem does not mean Chas V'Shalom. You are blessed, Hashem, that you get we giving you a bracha. No, you are blessed in that you give us a bracha, and we recognize that. Baruch atah Hashem, Elokim Elchalam. It's all part of the same praise. Hazkara la'orer nafshenu b'divreifinu. It's to awaken our own selves with what we say. Kihu hamivorach umivorach. The blessed one, the blessed one, is the one who gives good to others. And by awakening this within us, we will become more ra'i to get his bracha. The more we acknowledge, the more he's going to give it to us. We'll be zocheh, to be mamshech on ourselves, the bracha. And that's what it means, yisbarach. Skip a couple of lines. Line 45, what does yisbarach mean? Sha'anu maskirin tamid. nomar. The kavanah is that we're davening to him by saying yisbarach. milfanav. You should become blessed. Everybody in the world should recognize what it means to say Baruch Hashem. That's what it means. Yisparach. We say it so quickly in Kaddish. But every one of those phrases, everybody should recognize that you are the source of all bracha. That you are the source of all hilo. Yisparach. Yisparach. Yispar. All of those all of those phrases. Line 50. That's what a bracha is. That's what benching is. But every time we say a bracha, so many times a day, that is what we have to recognize and realize and internalize. So three ideas on benching. About why we mention all the other items in benching to put it all in a context the food and the Eretz Yisrael. Number two, the halacha discussion of Yerukiv and others, the Hartzvi, about a katan and an onain. And number three, the Sefer HaChinuch, 
about the point of a bracha and the source of what a bracha means. Okay, let's move on. Parakhtes. Parakhtes, the beginning of Parakhtes, starts off, Shema Yisrael. That's an important phrase. Right, that reminds us of what we learned last week. Shema Yisrael is a wake-up call. Listen, Moshe Rabbeinu is about to tell Bnei Yisrael something very important here. Shema Yisrael. So Shema Yisrael, what does he say? You're about to go into Eretz Yisrael to conquer, to fight nations greater than you. Cities that go up to heaven. There are giants there. You've heard about them. You should know. Hashem is going in front of you. He is a burning fire. He will destroy them. He will he will uh, subjugate them. The Pasik says, Don't say in your hearts when Hashem does it. I, it's my righteousness, my tzidkus. They're wicked, I'm righteous, that's why Hashem did it. It's not because of your tzidkus. HaKadosh Baruch loves you. And he promised Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Remember, remember, says Moshe Rabbeinu in Pasuk Zion. Remember, what you did to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Midbar. Remember that. Here's the Maral Diskin. It's been a long time since we thought, uh, did a thought of the Maral Diskin. Here's the Maral Diskin. What exactly is the Hemshech HaPsukim? Right, especially Shema Yisrael. Listen! You're going through, you're going to conquer the lands. Don't say that you did it yourself. Right, Hashem did it. Don't say it's because of your righteousness. What's the me- what's the deeper message behind these Pesukim? It says the Maral Diskin with a mushal. So that's over the mushal. Yisbarapi mushal ish echad. Line three. In source number eight. Hoya. Asher Isaac b'Malachas Ibed Oros. There was a tanner. There was a tanner, uh, a hide trader, a worker, a leather worker. Asher Isaac Asher b'Malachas Ibed Oros. He tan leathers. Vayiyom Nasal Leir Petersburg Limkar Oros. He went to the big city to sell his wares, to sell his to sell his leather. Vayasiba Achas Shachaver of Oskei Munaso Asu Kenunya Beinehem Telu. All of a sudden, that day, the, all the leather workers raised the price. They raised the price of leather. So, he made an unbelievable profit because they had raised, raised the price the day before. Oh, he was very happy. A few days later, a few weeks later, whatever it was, he had to travel back to the big city. And again, he made a big profit. Why? The king all of a sudden was in need of a lot of leather. He was there. He was the right man in the right place at the right time. So he was able to get the deal. There via Gamkin Harbe got a lot of revach. And finally a third time, a couple weeks later he goes back and there had been a tremendous fire in one of the leather factories. So leather was a tremendous demand. Price went up and therefore he was able to be Marviach many, many thousands of rubles. That's the Maral Diskin. If we would go ask this man today, after everything that happened, and said, how'd you make so much? How'd you make so much profit this year? What would he answer? He would say it's unbelievable. But he says, I'll tell you, it was all natural. You know, my, my friends raised the price of the leather, and the king needed, and there was this fire. He wouldn't make such a big deal about it 
in hindsight, he would say, oh, it's amazing. Coincidence, things worked out. He wouldn't say, oh, this is unbelievable miracle. He would never say that. He would say it was all in the world of nature. Nothing new happened. Nothing new happened. That's what he would say. But let's say we would have spoken to this man before the year started. And we would have said, you're going to make 30,000 ruble in profit this year. He would say, get out of here. He would say, I don't believe you, you're crazy. That is never going to happen. And then it does happen. Then what would he say? Then he would acknowledge there was something mysterious that happened here. There was some working behind the scenes here. Because you can't, you can't deny something that was forecast like that. If somebody told by the beginning of the year, you're going to make this amount, he wouldn't believe it, and he would acknowledge a greater force. He would acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? That's, that's the mashal. It says the Maral Diskin, that's what's happening here. Shema Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows if they go into Eretz Yisrael and they conquer the 31 kings and they do Kibosh Vachiluk and the 14 years, there's a good chance that they'll look back and say, wow, Weren't those awesome fights? We won. It was great strategy on that fight. This king was weak. V'chulu, v'chulu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Shema Yisrael. Listen, this is what's going to happen. Realize it's not natural. Realize, Hu yashmideim, v'hu yachmiyeim. And don't say, look, b'tzid kascha, heviani. Don't say that. Says the Maradiskin, that's these 15 psukim right here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to make sure that they know he was the one, and he's the source. Line 27. They just went in. They wouldn't have thought it was such a big miracle. He says, they, they did it. When you hear this moral discussion, you can't read the psukim the same way. You hear this, it's gorgeous. It fits it perfectly to the psukim. The Pesukim say, Ki yochol liyos chas v'shalom shi'tu Yisrael, v'yomer ki zetavahu l'gamrei, v'ena nez gadol k'mon nesim Yisrael. This isn't like the nesim of Mitzrayim and the Midbar. Moshe Rabbeinu's not even coming in with us. It was obviously ourselves. V'yadata hayom ki Hashem alokecha, hu ha'over lofanecha, hu yashmideim, v'hu yachniyem, says the Maral Diskin. Always focus on who it is and what power is behind everything that happens to us. Amazing how to read the Psukim in the beginning of Parak Tess here in Sefer Dvar. Okay, two more points for the evening. And then we will pick up again from Eretz Yisrael, as I said before. Parak Tess, Pasuk Tezvav. Moshe Rabbeinu, again, is reviewing Jewish history, and he's reviewing the, reviewing the Egel. Pasuk Tezvav. Vo'efen, vo'erid min ha'har, vo'har, vo'er, vo'esh. I turned and I went down from the mountain. The mountain was burning. And I had the luchos abris and I went down and I saw you sinned. And the luchos, I broke the luchos. Asks Rabbi Yeruchim, ask the Shem What's the emphasis of the, the element of the mountain was still burning? I went down the mountain, the fire was still burning on the mountain, and the luchos were in my hands. What do you need that fact for? The mountain was still burning. Okay, so what, was it, what difference does it make? So the Shem and Atov quotes Rav Yerucham. We'll have our own Rav Yerucham in a minute. Be'ez Hashem. But first he quotes Rav Yerucham, line four. Hiksha Rav Yerucham Zatzal. 
What's raid? It says, oh, let's just another question before we answer this one. Kum raid said originally, they quickly have gone away from my, from my service. They've done the ego, my hair, my hair. What's the emphasis? Hashem says to Moshe, it's done quickly, quickly. To go down quickly, they, they've turned quickly. Sons of Yerucham, it's not just that they did the Egel, but they did it so quickly. Forty days, the sixth of Sivan until Yeshivasa If they stood at Arsina, if they would have had an emistic a pre, uh, uh, experience of Kabbalah's HaTorah, if they would have gotten everything they should have gotten out of it, it would never have happened. You know what this reflects? The fact that it was so quick reflects that it itself was faulty. There was a problem with the Kabbalah itself. It must be that originally there was a fault in the Kabbalah Satora. They needed another one. They needed Luchashniyas to come down on Yom Kippur. That's that's what they needed. The first one wasn't going to last. The first one didn't last. That's the emphasis of Saru Maher. And that's the emphasis. The fire on the mountain was still burning. It was still burning there. Harsinai still had Ketusha. And this is what they did so fast. And then he quotes, Vadvaram Bokim Amok It goes down deep to the heart. Look at this line. Dim Yoshe Bedvekas Besu the Shlishis. Ez Rava the Ravin. Verak la Akhersha Kalak. Varcholaf over Aroshem. Bistobavus Beshuk. Our Motzi Shabbos, our actions on Motzi Shabbos, will tell us what our Shalashudas was like. That's a Shemanatov. Right? What's, what do we act afterwards? If we have a true Shalashudas, that's going to affect the whole week. At least Motzi Shabbos. That's waiting an hour after Tfilah. It's taking it with us. It's not letting go of the feeling. The fire was still burning on the on the mountain. If we want true experiences, then we have to make sure that we, we get the most out of it. Like we mentioned last year, year and a half ago, from the Kotzkor, Pasha Mishpatim, when Hashem tells Moshe, Go up the mountain and be there. Ask the Kotzkor. If he goes up the mountain, of course he's going to be there. Says the Kotzer, no, go up the mountain, the Yesham. Because you could be on the mountain and you cannot be experiencing the mountain. Says the Kotzer that Hashem tells Moshe, go up the mountain and experience, experience the mountain. Get the most out of the mountain that you could get. That's the Shem and Atov. The fire was still burning. They didn't get as much as they could. One more thought from Yerviruchim. Yerviruchim deals with a Midah that is not one of the more popular ones that we like to work on. Perak Yud, Pasuk Tezayin. Pasuk says, Umaltem is arlas lovavchem, v'arpachem lo takshu od. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us what we need to do. We need to circumcise the foreskin of our hearts and our arpa, our back of our neck, lo takshu od. We won't harden and stiffen the back of our neck. What exactly is the message of the Pasik That we have to be mal, we have to circumcise the arlas lavavchem, arel lev. What is arel lev? We know arel basar. What does arel lev mean? Says Rav Yerucham. Source number 10. First he quotes the smak. The smak, one of the Sefer mitzvahs, he has his own list of 613, has a separate mitzvahs asay de oraisa to love and to respect and to honor and to react to criticism.
tetochacha. Lamul our last slave. Shnemaro matemas our last love of him. Pirish leehova tochachos vleehov misha yochichenu. Vigam Shlomo Melchal Vashalom Kasa Besifro, Hochakla Adam Bieha Vecha, Uba Mitzvazu Yishlav Shinemar Vaarpachem, Lotakshu Ode. The Slak quotes our Pasik as the source for the mitzvah in his view of dealing with criticism. And not just dealing with it, loving it, thanking, acknowledging that this is something that I need. Hinema Furash, Kikashus Oref Pirusha, Humisha Eno Omid Lehislamid. What does Kshi Oref mean? Someone who cannot learn. Someone who cannot, does not want to grow. Doesn't have the attitude that they need to grow. Therefore, if I think I'm perfect, if I think this is what I'm going to do, this is, this is, this is my spiritual personality, Zo, I'm not changing, then obviously they will hate the one, the Mochiach, the Tochacha giver. That's what's required in this Pasuk. What's required is that when we hear criticism and somebody, again, not somebody who is insulting us, but somebody who really is, L'Shem Shemayim, tries to give us uh, encouragement, tries to give us insight into certain behaviors of ours, we have to get over the hurt, and we have to get over the slight, slightedness that we feel, and we have to try to realize that this is what life's about. Life's about, umaltim is arlos lavavchem, and that's just kshay oref. V'arpachem lo takshu od. It's just kshay oref, if we don't, we don't open up our ears and open up our hearts. Says Rabbi Yeruchim in the next paragraph. I've already said about the Egel. The Egel was bad. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have dealt with it if afterwards we wouldn't have been Kshayorif about it. He talks about, he says we wanted to stay in our sin, we didn't acknowledge it, we didn't take any, any, accept any of the tochacha. He says that was, that was what's, what's so, what was so terrible about the state that we were in. And then he quotes in Yonah Dioma, we're just getting past Tishabav and Tubaav, the Gemara and Masechas Yuma, first base of English, the big three Averis, second base of English, Sinas Chinam. This is a perfect example of Sinas Chinam. When somebody wants to give us tochacha, and we reject it, and we start hating them. Who are they to give me tochacha? Okay, there's certain levels of, of who should give tochacha to who. We could speak about the mochiach, but now we're not talking about the mochiach. We're talking about the re- receiver of the mochiach. There are certain times when tochacha is inappropriate, but it, we're talking, the assumption is if it's a case of appropriate tochacha, which again, we have to be honest with ourselves. We might say, no, no, no tochacha is appropriate for me, but there is appropriate tochacha, and we don't accept it, then that causes us to hate the person, and that's what happened, says Yeviruchim, by Yesheni. Sinaschinam, that's Sinaschinam, for no reason. The ain't safik ki lohaya sinaschinam kipshuta, kivishikdim alomar alayim sha'aska b'tarav mitzvahs. It says they were also b'tarav mitzvahs. So obviously they did all the mitzvahs without the machavero. So what does Sinaschinam here mean? Says Yeviruchim, I think it means this. I think it means this, that they, they, they couldn't handle anybody telling them what to do. Line 8, Masha'enkin mikdashini, on the next page, on the back. Yeah, turning over. They didn't reach that level, this level of 
They, they, they tricked themselves by thinking that they're on such a level because they didn't accept any tochacha. That is something that we must work on. Says Yerucham in his last few lines, Al Always looking to grow, always looking to strive, even if it means at the cost of hearing something from somebody, an area that we need to improve. Only this is the attitude that could get us going as we head towards Rosh Chodesh Egel, as we head towards Tavshin Ayin Beis, Haba Aleinu Latova. Okay, we'll stop here. And again, next week there will not be a shir, but Hashem will pick up in two weeks in Parsha Shoftim from Eretz Yisrael.